0: Welcome to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. Come on. DJ Mark Flow. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome once again to the DJ Mark Flow Podcast. I am really happy that you guys are here. So, yo, this is going to be a conversations episode. And if you remember correctly, guys, the conversation episodes are all about me just talking to you guys um, and just having a conversation with you. So there's not going to be any guests today, so I'm just going to have a conversation with you. So the last one I did was quite a hit, and you guys... Uh, had a lot of positive feedback, Um, so I definitely want to do more of these. So, one thing that I want to talk to you guys about today is my journey and my love of music and how music has really been such an amazing journey for me. So... I remember I've, I've always had this affinity for music. I remember when I was a little kid, um, I asked my mom to buy me um, a piano. And she bought me like this organ. I had no idea how to play the thing, but I made my own songs. I didn't know how to play piano. right? My mom couldn't afford to get me lessons, you know. Because she was sending us to private school. She was a single mom, had a have an amazing mom, but she wasn't able to afford piano lessons. So I but she was she did find a way to get me an organ. So I'm playing the piano, little organ, right? I'm playing it, and I started writing songs. Right from a very young age. I would just hit keys and I would play the keys that felt right to me, that felt like it was you know, uh, a good vibe, and I would play it, and um, and I would just write songs, you know, and I remember if I liked a girl, if I had a crush on a girl, I would write a love song to the girl, you know, and, like, sing my heart out, you know what I mean, put the pen to the paper, and um, very innocent, very, very, very cute, so I, um, that was my first introduction to music and I remember um when when as I grew that love for it was there I was always very fascinated by music music um just had an impact on me I remember when I was in grade school one day um I used to always come home we lived in um Arnold Avenue in the Bronx, uh, which is by Gun Hill Road. Um, and we would, I remember I would go to school. I went to Saints Philip and James in the Bronx, Boston Road. And I remember I would walk from Saints Philip and James and I would walk all the way home. Now, one fun fact with that is in my previous conversation episodes, I always talked about my grandfather. That was another big, wonderful thing about my grandfather. He used to walk me to school. So my grandfather would walk me to school and sometimes I was half asleep and he was dragging me to school. Uh, but he, but he was awesome because I remember me and him, we would talk all the way to school as we we're walking and we would have these amazing conversations about everything. And I looked forward to my morning walks with my grandfather. Um, So he would take me to school and then when I would get back home, when I would walk into my house... My grandmother was there. And she used to always make me cornmeal, um, and but we called it yellow stuff. Uh, it was cornmeal, and she, she was perfect. I would walk in, and there'd be a big bowl of cornmeal waiting for me. It was delicious. It made me happy to this day. To this day, if there's a girl out there that likes Mark Flow, and you wanna impress me, make me some cornmeal. I'll be like, yo, you're a special person. So, anyway, so I would have my, I'd have, um. I'd have my cornmeal. So then I would go into my room. I shared a room with my brother, my older brother Gio. So I would go into I would go into my room. My brother usually wasn't home yet because he was hanging out. So then I would go into my room and we had a TV in our room. And I remember I turned on the TV and there used to be a video show that um was big. Because remember back then, guys, there was no MTV. There was no Yo MTV Raps. There was none of that stuff, right? Um, what we had, we had a show called Video Music Box, and Video Music Box was a show that they would play all the latest hip hop videos, right? And that was really the only way you could hear the new hip hop. You couldn't hear it like you can now, you know, like oh, how many you know what I mean? Or, or well we had, we had radio, but it wasn't like it is now. It wasn't as accessible as it is now. You know what I mean? Like if you wanted to listen to hip hop, you needed to listen to the late night shows and stuff. It wasn't as accessible. And I remember I um put on video music box and a rapper came on and he was rapping. And I was like, I was listening to him. And it was a rapper by the name of Kim. And he had a song called Microphone Fiend. What? That song changed my life. Changed my life. I saw that and I was like, yo, this is the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. I want to be like this guy. This guy is so cool. And um, I fell in love with music again. I was like. Listening to hip-hop and listening to all this stuff. And then I was like, I want to be a DJ. I want to DJ music. I want to make music. I want to I move a crowd. That was another Rakim song. Um, So how do I do that? I got to get DJ equipment. I don't got no money for a DJ equipment. So I remember I went to my mother. I said, mother, can I please have some DJ equipment? She told me, you get a job. I said, okay. So then I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. So I started saving money, guys. I saved up as much as I possibly could save so I could get myself some DJ equipment. And I remember, I, since we lived in the Bronx, I needed to get my DJ equipment. One, the the first part was saving your money so you can get DJ equipment. Then the second thing was, how am I going to get to the record store to get the equipment? Because the DJ shop that we used to go to was on 34th Street in Manhattan. It was called Rock and Soul Records. And any real DJ knows that that's where we all go to get our vinyl. Rock and Soul was the spot. You go to Rock and Soul and you find records that nobody knows about and you get them on vinyl so you can DJ. Because back then, we, it was vinyl, guys. It's not like now when, you know, when you DJ now, it's like pushing buttons and stuff and, you know, pulling it from your computer. You, you needed to have the actual vinyl. You needed to have, you needed to find the dope record. You couldn't just go on the internet and download it. It was a lot more difficult. Um, so I remember I wanted to get the vinyl and I, I'm, um, and I wanted to get the DJ equipment. So I didn't have a car. You know what I mean? And I didn't know how to drive back then. A couple of my buddies knew how to drive. And my brother knew how to drive. But nobody wanted to take me to rock and soul records so I could live my dream. So I was a little pissed off. So what I did is I saved my money. And then one day I was like, yo, nobody's going to take me to rock and soul records so I could be this amazing DJ. You know, They're, they're, they're hindering they're hindering my dreams. So I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? I got to think about this. Think, think, think. How you going to do that? I said, you know what? I'm going to take a cab from the Bronx all the way to Manhattan, and I'm going to get my DJ equipment. I don't care. So um, I took one cab, took me all the way to 34th Street and Rock and Soul Records. I was excited. So I said to the guy, can you wait? He said, no, I can't. I was like, okay, never mind. So then I went inside, I went and I got all my DJ equipment. I got my, and anybody who's a a real DJ knows the standard was I got my Technique 1200s, right? Technique 1200s were the standard turntables. You have to have multiple needles just in case a needle breaks when you're DJing, right? I got my Newmark mixer. And I got my speakers, and I was ready to go. I got my crown amplifier. Oh no, I didn't get a crown. Crown was dope. I got a QSC amplifier. Do y'all know about that? Y'all know about that. Some of y'all do. So anyway, I got the equipment, and now I have all this expensive equipment that I just bought. I don't have a car. The cab didn't wait for me, so now I go to the salesman and I go, "Listen, can you do me a solid, please? Can you just?" hold this equipment so I can get a cab he's like you don't got a car bro I said I ain't got a car bro he's like damn bro I said I know bro so anyway I go outside right I flag a cab you know one of the yellow cabs I told the dude listen I got all this equipment I need to get it home you know he's like no problem I got you they don't care as long as you pay him so then I got all that stuff, put all the equipment in. The guy was real nice. He like opened up the trunk and he helped me get the equipment in. He was a cool dude. Not all cab drivers do that. Nowadays, it's hard to even get a cab, you know, let alone have them be, you know, so helpful. So anyway, so shout out to the cab driver. You know what I mean? So then I, um, I got all the equipment in the, um, in the car. So I said to the salesman, I'm like, yo, my dude, thank you. He's like. No problem, no problem, no problem, no problem, no problem, my friend. Why is it that salesmen, you know, salespeople, they always call you my friend? Like, no problem, my friend. I'm like, thank you, my friend. So anyway, I get all the equipment in the car and the cab Cab driver takes me all the way back to the Bronx. Hill Road, right, takes me all the way back to the Bronx. So I get to the Bronx, I take out my equipment, I set up my equipment, and I start DJing. And I start practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing. And immediately the first thing I realized, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. So it took me a long time to really learn the craft and really get good at it. So I would make mixtapes and I would tell people that I'm a DJ and I would, you know, slowly, you know, do local parties. First couple parties I did were not great because I didn't know what I was doing and I was learning um but that goes back to what I said in previous episodes if you ever want to do anything you got to start you got to make mistakes fail forward so anyway i got all that down as the years progressed and as the years uh went forward i became a really really good dj i was like quite excellent you know what i mean i became pretty good and i did a lot of parties and and all this stuff and i did Clubs in Brooklyn. I did clubs in Manhattan. I did basement parties. I did family parties. I did Sweet Sixteens. I did weddings. You know, I did so many parties. Um, and they were all a lot of fun. So I'm gonna ask you guys a question. So the question I'm gonna ask you two questions. Who are the two people? Um, let me not say two people. Let, who are the people that? every dj loves who is a dj's favorite person or people at a party i'll give you a second to think about it and i'll tell you all right i'm gonna tell you so a dj's favorite people is when you first set up your gear and you start playing records And everybody's still cold. The crowd's still cold because you know you just started. And you just, you know, you're playing some 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 feelers out there. You're getting some music out there, some dope beats, but you're not playing your your real good stuff yet. You're just getting it warmed up. So it's that couple that gets up and starts dancing on the dance floor before everyone else, before the party's rocking. Those those two people are amazing they are blessings from god so those people i adore you if you have ever been that person that you saw the dj was just getting started and you got up and you danced when no one was dancing yet respect to you now i'm not talking about a dj that's whack i'm talking about a dj that you know it's the it's the first couple of records so so then the first so that those two people come up and when you see that you're like ah God is good. Because what that means is it's just now you can start throwing on some better records. Now you can start throwing on some joints. You don't want to throw on your big ones yet. You want to just throw on some, some you know, a little bit, a l- the next level, right? So then you throw on, throw on those joints and then more people get up. And then more people get up. Then you got the whole crowd going. And then you're feeling, you're feeling the vibe and you're feeling the energy. And then, you know, then you're like, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ready? Here we go. And then you throw the joints on, you know, and that crowd just goes crazy. So here's another question for you guys. What is the best sound for a DJ to hear? What is the greatest, most beautiful sound for a DJ to hear? I'll Give you a second. Think about it. All right, I'm going to tell you. So, <laughs> so the greatest sound for a DJ to hear is when there's a joint playing and a joint is a song, a song, a joint playing, right? Everybody's jamming. Everybody's like, Hey, Hey, everybody's into it. So, you know, go back with me, people, close your eyes and just imagine yourself at one of those parties when you're with all your friends, you know what I mean? And everybody's vibing and you're just feeling good. Right. And it's a good vibe. That is a wonderful moment, but it's also a very critical moment in the event. Because that moment is when a DJ is either gonna take you to the next level or the DJ is gonna mess it up. The greatest sound to a DJ's ear is when that song is playing and everybody's like, hey, 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 hey ho, everybody's like jamming, right? Then all of a sudden the DJ goes, And throws on another joint that he believes will elevate this party. And then he drops it, and the whole crowd goes, Oh, you have just won that life, my friend. Everybody just starts going crazy, and they just they're on another level. They're jumping, they're going crazy, and you're just like, Yup, I'm a good DJ. I know I'm doing, man. So you throw that song on and you know, you just you just feel like the man right there because everybody's jamming, everybody's vibing, and it's just such a good feeling. It's 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 so it's almost difficult to describe. But if you've ever been to a party, especially a party in the Bronx or Manhattan or Brooklyn, you know what I'm talking about. You know, and all over the world. I'm just talking about New York because that's where I grew up. But this is everywhere. You know what I mean? Anywhere where there's young people. Anywhere with this people that love music. Anywhere that is there's people that came to party and have some fun. You know what I mean? So that scream, that, oh, it's the best feeling. You never want to hear the opposite of that when you throw on that joy and everybody goes. Warp, warp, like "Everybody's was like, oh, what the hell was that? And they killed the whole vibe. I can honestly say I've never had that happen to me. I've seen it happen to other DJs. I've never. I've always been pretty good at knowing what people want to hear. Always been pretty good at that. I mean, I've had moments where mixes didn't work the way I wanted them to work. Or my equipment wasn't working properly. Like, I've, I've had my moments fail forward. Um, but I've always known the record to play. I've always had that ear. And I've always had that connection to the audience. And also, you guys got to remember... When, the, when a DJ does a party, it's not like he just shows up with his equipment. And he's like, okay, it's time to play some music. It's not like that. That night before, that DJ was probably up to like midnight strategizing his mixes, what he's going to play, what's going to come after this record, when he's going to throw that big joint that everybody loves. You know, he's got to save that one because he can only play it once. And if he plays it too early, half the crowd's going to be like, yo, you didn't play this song. I played it an hour ago. It's too early. You can't play it yet. And just knowing when to play what. And that is a lot of strategy. It's very strategic. DJing is not as easy as people think it is, you know, especially if you're a good DJ. So, um, so here's, I got I got a couple of good stories for you guys. So check this out. I remember one time I was DJing in Brooklyn. I'm not from Brooklyn. So I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm a Bronx boy. I, I wasn't in Brooklyn. So anyway, I'm in Brooklyn. And it was a beautiful club. There was two floors to the club. There was um, an outdoor area. And I'm like, yo, there's all these levels and everybody's listening to me dj it was cool feeling and um i remember um i DJed. you know the promoters were feeding me beers and stuff like that as i was djing shout out to david guadalupe by the way that's my boy man he used to get me some cool gigs respect to you sir so um we would um anyway so i remember i was djing i'm doing my thing and back then guys that's when get money was um um i get money 50 cent remember that one um i run new york like that was that was the joint back then and i remember i I, I played that song and the whole crowd just went crazy i think 50 cent is dope by the way it's one of my favorite rappers um so so i'm I'm like you know parties jumping everybody's having a good time and it's time to close down so i'm closing down the equipment Put on my equipment, I'm like, yo, I gotta drive all the way back, because at this time, I lived in Rockland County, shout out to Rockland County, so I was like, okay, I gotta, um, gotta drive all the way back to Rockland, I'm in Brooklyn, so, um, I'm, like, shutting down my equipment, and there's a bunch of guys that you can tell are locals from the neighborhood, you know, so I'm like, okay, and, they come over to the booth where I'm DJing. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how this is going to go down. And they just look at me and they go, yo, I'm like, sup. They're like, yo, that was dope. Respect, respect. Made my day. I felt like a winner. I felt like I wanted life. That was it. That was it. Mark Flow, legendary status. You know, because if you can get the guys in the neighborhood to be like, yo, respect, that was dope you know, you did a good job because they're not going to lie to you. They're going to tell you the truth. Um, so that was a great feeling. I always remember that. That was, that was a cool one. Here's another funny story. I remember I was doing, doing a party in Manhattan. Um, and this was like a upper West side Manhattan party. And I, Oh man, I remember that party had, um, um, three or four flights of stairs and I had to get my equipment up those stairs you know um and that was brutal because back then guys um it wasn't like now that you just show up with your laptop plug it in and you're like DJing you know what I mean no disrespect to modern DJs I'm just saying you didn't have some of the struggles that we had so we um we had you know we had to carry the equipment up flights of stairs it was insane and the equipment was heavy we're talking like you know speakers and and amps and you know turntables and cd players and all this stuff and it was brutal getting all this equipment set up you know and crates and crates of records there were no mp3s guys I mean, to be fair, you know, the new DJs have to do, they still have to carry the speakers and the amplifiers. There's no getting around that. But, you know, the music's all on their computer. We had to carry up, like, all the crates of vinyl, all the records, all the CDs, all the CD booklets, all this stuff. And um, anyway, so I'm there, and I'm DJing. It's the Upper West Side. I'm DJing, and it's for a young lady. I think she was turning, like, 26. So I'm DJing and I'm playing my normal joints, you know, my move the crowd kind of joints. Everybody's having a good time. All of a sudden I went and I threw in Moulin Rouge. Yes, I threw on Moulin Rouge. Threw on Moulin Rouge. Remember that whole movie? I threw a song for Moulin Rouge on there and everybody went crazy. Everybody went bananas. They knew every word. Everybody was singing the songs. And I remember... Uh, people were like, how do you know what they want? And I was like, "Um, <laughs> I had a meeting with them the day before the meeting. That's, I would meet with my clients the day before I would do that gig and I would make it part of my strategy and I would interview them and ask them a million and one questions so I could understand what they like. So when I DJed, I was catering to that crowd because the most important thing as a DJ is you gotta cater to the crowd. You know what I mean? So anyway, that party was dope. And you know, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of gigs. Like another cool moment. I was doing a party for um uh it was for my brother. I was doing a party for my brother Gio, and I remember my nephew Brandon was there and he brought um they had like kegs, um, kegs of beer. And they were doing those—I don't know what you call it—but you know those college things where you you have to stand upside down on the keg and then drink the keg, right? And I don't know—it was, it was pretty cool. I did it, um, but my nephew was like leading that. He's hilarious. So so we were we were you know everybody was doing that with the kegs, and I was like, what would be the perfect song to play right now? And I was like, hmm. So I threw on. Pump, 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 pump me up by Joe Budden, and everybody went crazy. Everybody was jamming, and that's what I mean in terms of being a good DJ. You got to know when to play the right record at the right moment, you know. Um, and ah, I love it. I love it. Being a DJ is is such a such a craft, and you know, and that's where uh, that's where I came into the whole DJ Mark Flow name. You know, the name is based on my last name. My real last name is Flores. So we took the flow, which is an abbreviation of Flores. But flow, we gave it that, the additional meaning of what? Flow is an abbreviation of um, it's my family name. But what does flow also mean? Flow also means that when I DJ, my record's flow. It's a flow. It's not choppy. You ever been to a party where a DJ doesn't know how to properly segue into records? Then you know what I mean by choppy. But um, so that was my name, and also I used to make hip hop records back in the day. Um, but that'll be another episode. But we'll definitely talk more about that. You know, but it's it's just great, man. And you know, I used to break dance when I was a kid. I was a really big into break dancing. Um, that's, that's another topic that I could talk for hours about, about my adventures as a break dancer. You know, I'll say this though. I used to be able to go into the roughest, toughest neighborhoods in the Bronx and nobody would mess with me. I would get nothing but love and respect. And it wasn't because, you know, I was like, you know, some tough guy. It was because I was a really good break dancer (laughs) and everybody had love for me. So it was all good. You know, I was a little dude, man. When I was a kid, my break dance name was tiny rock. Oh snap, tiny rock in the house. I was a little guy, man. I was, I was, you know, short Puerto Rican, Mexican kid, but I had, I had skills. I was nice with the break dancing. Um, I think it's safe to say that I was the best in my neighborhood without question. Oh man. We used to battle all the time, man. Um, I used to have like the, the the ill head spin the ill head spin i would for those that don't know i would do a headstand which you would you know know as a headstand and I would twirl my legs in a circle of motion and spin on my head like a top and I had a ill head spin i had good fe- i had good footwork um i used to, i used to do the crazy like um um twirls with my legs and and swipes and all kinds of, I was a really good break dancer so those were, um, those were good times, man. Those were, those were fun times. Music is just such a journey for me. It's such a big part of who I am. And anyone who knows me knows that music is um, at the core of my heart. You know, you know what's funny, though, guys? Um, when I think about music, the times that I walk away from music is usually like the darkest times of my life where I'm down or I'm sad or I'm going through something for some reason, that's not when those are times when I don't make music. And a lot of people are like, no, that's when you should make music because you know, get your feelings out. And I agree with that, but I think music is just something that makes me happy. It brings me joy. It, it, it just makes me feel like everything's all right in the world and that's why it's tough for me to do it if i'm not in a good place you know what i mean um but music is is special man so yo shout out to all my catholics and christians out there i'm doing this podcast during holy week i'm recording it during holy week so you guys will hear it um probably a week after holy week but um blessings to all um i hope you guys go to church if you are a catholic christian this is our time to do that um you know appreciation and love for our lord and savior jesus christ without him nothing would be possible so um i hope you guys enjoyed the show i have nothing but love for all of you guys i um can't thank you enough Every time you listen to these podcasts and every time you respond to me, and you say, yo, I listened to your podcast. That was cool. You really make my day, you know, and you give me hope. You give me you give me courage to face another day, you know, and, you know, I'm a praying man. And when I pray. I one of my prayers is. You know, God, help me. Lord Jesus, help me find my voice in this world. And all of a sudden, podcast. You know, and I'm hoping that my voice, you know, could be something that can help others, bring light to others, bring hope to others, you know. Life is an interesting journey, my friends. But you got to stop and smell the roses. You got to stop and breathe. You got to stop every once in a while. Take a minute from hustling. Take a minute from, from running to work. Take a minute from the responsibilities. Just step outside of your house and just breathe. Life is to be enjoyed. And what a blessing that we get to enjoy it. All right, my friends. God bless, and I'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the DJ Mark Flo Podcast. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. Make sure you hit that follow button. And if you are so able, donate to the channel so we can make more episodes. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the love.